Episode 9, How to Fund Your Emergency Fund. Welcome to the Savvy Brown Girl Podcast with Wendy Coop. Your number one destination for personal finance and entrepreneurship for savvy women. Welcome back to the Savvy Brown Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Coop. And today we are talking about emergency funds. Not the sexiest thing in the world, I'll admit, but necessary for covering emergencies and keeping you out of debt. Today's episode is sponsored by Budgeting for Women, a simple four week plan to get your financial act together. The ebook, written by me, is now available for pre order depending on when you listen to this episode. Budgeting for Women releases March 15th, 2022. So regardless of when you're listening to this, make sure to head over to wendycoop.com forward slash books, that's books with an S, <laughs> and order yourself a copy or five. It makes a great gift, I swear, I'm telling you. But in today's episode, we will be looking at how to fund your emergency fund and specifically one way not to do that. Here's the question that was submitted. Should I take money out of my 401k to build an emergency fund? So first, let's go to my one word answer to this question, and that is emphatically no. And here's why. You're essentially borrowing money to save money. So let me explain. If you withdraw money from your retirement account before the law says you can, you'll incur penalties. So let's jump over to this phenomenal article from nerdwallet.com on withdrawing early from your 401k and actually what the consequences of doing that are. So there's three consequences that NerdWallet identifies for um, withdrawing early from your 401k. And don't worry, the article will be linked in the show notes. So the first thing it covers is that taxes will be withheld. That is a guarantee. The IRS generally requires an automatic withholding of 20% of a 401k for early withdrawal for taxes. So for example, as the article says, if you withdraw $10,000 from your 401k and you're only 40 years old, you may only get about $8,000. And keep in mind, you may get some of this back in the form of a tax refunded tax time, but that's only if your withholding exceeds your actual tax liability. So what does all that mean in simple English? If you want to take out a certain amount from your 401k, you have to account for about 20% in a tax penalty or early withdrawal fee. Number two, according to NerdWallet, the IRS will penalize you. So if you withdraw money from your 401k before age 59 and a half, the IRS usually assesses a 10% penalty when you file your tax return. So that could mean giving the government a thousand of that $10,000 withdrawal we were talking about. So between the taxes and penalty, your immediate take-home total is going to be 30% less. So on that $10,000 number we said before, you would only get seven. 
because you spent three in taxes and fees and penalties. So the third consequence, according to NerdWallet, is that it may mean less money for your future. Because remember, a 401k is not a savings account. It is a retirement account. It is designed for you to put money in and hold it for the long term. Um, And because your money is usually invested in the stock market, you want that to be a sufficient amount of time to account for the ups and downs of the market. So if you're going to need the money in a year or five years, or I would say even 10 years, then investing in the stock market probably isn't the best way to go. And therefore your money should not be in an account tied to that because you'll need it earlier. But by putting your money in a retirement account now, you are investing basically in your future income so that you have money for when you retire. And we'll do a whole episode on retirement savings and things like that. But remember, you would be pulling out money now and offsetting that based on your future. So you're saying, I'm willing to gamble my future based on what I need right now. The article, and you can read this for yourself, but the article then goes on to list ways that you might be able to overcome the early withdrawal tax penalty. Um, And then maybe converting your 401k into an IRA, which is an individual retirement account. They are not the same things, but um, they do have different rules on mandatory withholding and uh, on IRA withdrawals, as well as different rules on taking your money out for a specific reason, such as for a first-time home purchase. Again, these are things we'll discuss in a future episode, but just take a look at the NerdWallet article and see if any of those situations apply to you And then speak with your financial planner or whoever's managing your retirement account to see what is necessary to know for your specific situation. But for most people listening to this podcast, the answer to whether or not you should take out money from your 401k to build your emergency fund is a no. Because again, you're not going to get all the money. You're going to lose it in penalties and taxes. And This is all so that you can have any amount set aside for emergencies. But again, that's not what your 401k is designed to do. So now you're probably saying, Wendy, well, how am I supposed to save for my emergency fund? That is a good question. I've identified seven and there's probably a ton more, but seven main ways you can fund your emergency fund. So let's take a look. Number one would be bonuses from work. So your your extra money, you, you got a quarterly bonus or you got a year end bonus. You can use that money, that bulk sum of money to add to your emergency fund. Number two, cutting back on expenses. So if you're, you're pausing Hulu for three months, you can use that money to add to your emergency fund. Um, side note, 
<laughs> some of you don't realize how expensive some of your streaming services are because we just recently paused Hulu for three months because it was costing us $77 a month between live TV because we don't have cable or, or satellite, um, no ads, and we had an entertainment add-on. So all that was costing us about $77 a month. So my husband and I decided to pause Hulu for three months which will save us over $200. That may not be something to sneeze at, but if you're not using it a lot, then pause it or cancel it. So cut back on your some of your expenses to then be able to save money to put in your emergency fund. Number three, getting a raise from work. For some of you, um, you have potential to be able to get a raise at your nine to five job. And there's nothing wrong with that. Certainly, if you're doing more work than you're actually getting compensated for, then have a talk with your manager or your supervisor or whoever you need to talk to to see about getting a raise from your job. And then instead of increasing your lifestyle to meet the new level of income, you keep your lifestyle the same, avoid lifestyle creep, and then pocket the difference. Easier said than done, but it is possible. Number four, sell things from around the house. Now, you may have done this already. <laughs> I don't know, but you could probably look and dig a little deeper to see if there's anything around the house you can sell, maybe put some clothes on consignment, sell some electronics. If you've got duplicate tools, um, duplicate clothing, um, sites like Mercari and Poshmark are great for selling things. Um, you could also utilize your local buy and sell groups on Facebook. Um, to offload some extra things. I recently sold an iPad that I wasn't using, using Facebook. Um, and then I had an extra guitar that I wasn't using and I actually sold it back to guitar center for, I think $65 because it just wasn't selling, um, on Facebook. So those options are available. Number five gig work. Uh, we are all familiar with that. That would be driving for Uber, driving for Lyft, delivering food via DoorDash, um, Uber Eats, things like that. Gig work could also include freelancing, but I'm not including it in gig work for the purposes of this episode. So gig work to me means using an app and then um, being contracted out for that particular gig or for that particular work, like shopping for Instacart, um, rather than freelancing, which I'll cover in a bit. And then number six is just a regular saving strategy from your budget. Yes, that B word, budget, get to know it, get to love it. You knew it was coming. So make sure you are taking a hard, sober look at your budget to see where you are actually spending your money and where You've cut back. So now that you have extra money to set aside for your emergency fund. And it may be that when you finally look at your budget and actually put numbers to paper or in your Google spreadsheet, you'll see you actually do have money to save. I know I was surprised when I did it. You're probably, you will probably be surprised as well. And number seven, the last thing on my list is to start a side hustle. Yes. This is my favorite way 
to pay down debt and build emergency funds and basically to save for whatever it is that you're trying to save for. I recently wrote an article for entrepreneur.com on how to use your side hustle to improve your personal finances. And this is one of the best ways to do that. And that is using the profit from your side hustle. Oh, there goes the dog. Using the profit from your side hustle to build up your emergency fund. Now, remember, you're aiming for six months of expenses, not six months of your take-home pay. You can start building your savings account at many places for just a little bit of money or no opening deposit at all. And to do this, you're going to want to check out any credit unions in your area or online banks for their rates and deposit minimums. I'm not really concerned about the interest rate right now um, on your savings account. What I'm more concerned with is you actually doing the savings, actually committing to regular savings and building up that emergency fund. So if you would like a savings account with a little higher interest rate, there is one called Marcus by Goldman Sachs, where they are currently at the time of recording offering a 0.50 APY, which stands for annual percentage yield on their online savings account. The wonderful thing about Marcus is that there is no opening, no minimum opening deposit and no credit check when you open your account online. You can also link this account to other accounts, other banks, so that when you need this money for an emergency, you will be able to access it. Emergencies only though. A sale on shoes, though it feels like an emergency, is not an emergency. A sale on makeup, not an emergency. <laughs> uh, those sales will come around again. So regardless of where you choose to keep your money, still aim for that goal of six months of expenses. Yes. So if you have questions about personal finance or entrepreneurship that you would like me to cover in a future episode, you can go to speakpipe.com forward slash Savvy Brown Girl and leave your question. That link will also be in the show notes. And for future segments, I would also like to be able to share your reviews and testimonies on the show. If you want me to highlight your review, please be sure to leave your review on Apple or Stitcher or tag me on social media. My handle on Twitter and Instagram is at Mrs. Wendy Coop. That's M-R-S. Wendy Coop, C-O-O-P. If your review is selected to be featured on the show, you'll win a copy of my latest book, Budgeting for Women, a four-week plan for getting your financial act together. And remember, you could also purchase your copy by going to wendycoop.com forward slash books. That's books with an X. That's all for this week. Thank you for joining me and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.